You're listening to Tales of the Text, headphone drama, secrets, and plot twists. This week's episode is called The Target. With the shot clock winding down, 10 seconds left, the ball is inbound. Kyrie dribbles down the court, weaving through defenders. Five seconds. He comes to the three-point line. He's impeded by a defender of the opposing team. Three seconds. Kyrie, despite being covered, shoots. The ball circles the rim before dropping in. The crowd erupts. The entire team rushes the court to embrace Kyrie in celebration. Kyrie is elated and has the biggest smile on his face. Everyone on the team is celebrating and exchanging high fives. Oh, oh, we did it. Kyrie exchanges handshakes and hugs his teammates. As they're hugging, though, Kyrie gets a tap on his shoulder. It's a police officer. Later that night at the police station, Kyrie sits in an interrogation room, staring at the door pensively. The room has a deafening silence. Kyrie has his arms crossed and his breathing is uneasy. His feet tap uncontrollably as he sits anxiously awaiting. Kyrie stares up at the ceiling, eyes shut tight. He attempts to steady his breathing, but it doesn't work. Then the door opens, startling him. An officer waves Kyrie out of the room. Kyrie gets up hesitantly. When Kyrie walks out, he sees Nia filling out some paperwork. A rush of relief comes over Kyrie. Nia! Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, of course, Kyrie. Are you okay? Do they hurt you? Nah, I'm I'm good. But let's not talk here. Nia finishes filing the paperwork and grabs Kyrie's hand, and they exit the station. They hop in Nia's car, and they drive off. They drive in silence for what seems an eternity. The music relieves some of the tension, but not much. As they pull up and arrive at Kyrie's home, Nia turns down the music and puts the car in park. Kyrie's attention is fixated on his hands. His breathing is shallow, and he's trying to compose himself. Nia puts her hand on Kyrie's knee. He is startled by her touch as he was lost in thought. Kyrie, are we going to talk about this? What's there to talk about? Now, I did you a favor tonight. I picked you up from the police station, and you can't even tell me what happened? I'm just trying not to talk about it, all right? There's a moment of silence between them. So what are you going to tell your dad? Nothing. Nothing at all. And how are you going to manage that? Well, he wasn't at the game. He was working. And since we won, he'll just assume I went out with the guys from the team. This was an important game for you. I can't believe he didn't get off work for it. Yeah, me too. Before Nia can utter another word, Kyrie cuts her off and exits the vehicle. Thanks again, Nia, but I'm going to get some sleep. Nia wants to call him back, but knows it's useless right now and is unable to say anything. Nia watches her friend as he enters his house safely and she drives off. Later that night at Nia's home, she's getting ready for bed. An expression of defeat and exhaustion rests on Nia's face. Just as she's getting ready to lay down, her phone begins to ring. It's her girl, Jalisa. Hey, Jalisa. What's up? Hey, 
girl, you sound exhausted. Did I catch you at a bad time? I know tonight had to have been wild, so... You don't know the half of it. Well, neither do I. Well, tell me what you do know. Everybody at school is talking. I was afraid of that. Kyrie is devastated already. He barely said anything to me tonight. He was probably shaken up, cause girl. He definitely was. And I don't even want to know what people are saying. They think he did it. Ugh, I hate people. That's the last thing he needs. With everything that's happened, he's still getting over his mom passing away. And don't get me started on his dad. And now this, I just don't know what to do. Well, do you think he did it? How could you even ask me that? I had to ask. I'm worried about you, everybody talking. And why the hell else would the police show up? Well, I know Kyrie, and he could never, he, he would never. Listen, Mia, I'm sorry. I'm for real trying to look out for you. I only ask because, like you said, he's been going through a lot lately. I know he'd be having those panic attacks, maybe. No, that's not in Kyrie. He's lost his mom this year, and now his girlfriend. His panic attacks wouldn't make him violent. That's not how it works. Well, who else would have killed Ronnie, Mia? How am I supposed to know that? It could be anybody. All I know for sure is he loved Ronnie. I'm sorry, Mia. I let the gossip get the best of me. It's all just so weird to hear Ronnie had been cheating on him and for all this shit to go down. I know, I know. It just doesn't look good. <sighs> Do you know who she cheated on him with? No. I feel like I don't know anything right now. He hasn't talked to me as much lately. Well, girl, like you said, he's going through it right now. You're his best friend. Just be there for him. You're right. I just wish there was something I could do. But I gotta go. I'm gonna get some sleep. I'll see you tomorrow. Nia hangs up the phone before Jaleesa can respond. Nia throws her phone across her bed, hangs her head, and begins to sob. The next morning at school, Nia's walking down the hall. As she makes her way through the crowd of students, she sees Kyrie standing motionless at his locker, fixated on it for some reason. Hey, Kyrie! Kyrie is static and unresponsive. As Nia gets closer to him, she sees what he sees. Across Kyrie's locker, written in bright red permanent marker, reads, Murderer. A picture of Ronnie is taped on it as well. People have no lives. Nia snatches the picture off and attempts to wipe off the marker to no avail. Kyrie is clutching his chest and is breathing heavy. Nia takes notice and tries to comfort him. Kai, it's going to be okay. Kyrie pulls away. No, it won't, Nia. Things are only getting worse. I gotta get out of here. Kyrie goes to turn away, but before he can... Nia grabs his hand. Listen, I don't know how, but you're going to get through this. And I'm going to be here for you no matter what. Nia pulls Kyrie close and they hug. Kyrie is holding back tears. Nia consoles him by caressing him. They stare at each other longingly for a moment. Then the bell rings. They pull away. Guess we should go to class. Yeah, I'll see you in math later. You know it. Kyrie departs and jogs down the hall. Nia watches him until he turns the corner and is out of sight. 
That afternoon in class, Nia sits staring pensively at the empty seat beside her where Kyrie should be seated. She repeatedly checks her phone. She has two unanswered texts she sent to Kyrie. Her mind is racing, heart pounding. She's lost in thought when she's tapped on the shoulder by Michaela and is brought back to reality. As usual, Michaela is rambling on and on when she whispers to Nia that if she were Kyrie, she couldn't step foot near this school. Michaela returns to doing her work. Nia's eyes are fixated on the clock. Her face is one of concern. Nia spends the rest of class spaced out until the bell rings and snaps her out of it. Nia gathers her things and rushes to the door. She makes her way to Kyrie's locker and awaits his arrival. It's the end of the day and students are making their way through the halls to get home. Nia's frantically searching up and down the hall for Kyrie, but there's no sight of him. Jaleesa's walking down the hall and spots Nia. She approaches. Hey Nia, you good? I'm fine. I'm just waiting for Kyrie. Well, he got called down to the office earlier and never came back. What? Do you know why? Sorry, I don't. Have you tried texting him? I have, but he hasn't responded. Just then, Nia's phone buzzes. It's a text from Kyrie. The text reads, Nia, please meet me at your house. Don't tell anyone else. Oh, is it Kyrie? Nia is conflicted. She rereads the text. You see, she doesn't want to lie to Jaleesa, but she doesn't want to betray Kyrie either. Nah, it's my mom. I have to get home now. Jaleesa can tell something is wrong, but she decides not to pry. Well, if you need anything, let me know, all right? Yeah, of course. Nia hastily makes her way out of the building. That afternoon at Nia's house, she's parking her car when she's startled by knocking on her window. You scared the shit out of me. Curry, why are you creeping around? My bad, me. Let, let's get inside, though. Nia feels a sudden sense of distress come over her. Despite this, she gets out of the car. Is everything okay? Why didn't you want me to tell anyone? I did something really stupid, Nia. Really stupid. The, the cops are looking for me. Nia's heart drops. She can hear the pounding of her own heart, her mouth dry and palms sweaty. Kyrie is shaking and breathing heavy. So can we please go inside? I'm getting dizzy. I, I need to sit down. Nia goes to move, but is unable to. Her body is paralyzed. Kyrie goes to grab her hand, but she pulls away. Kyrie, tell me right now. Did you do it? There's a long pause between them. I can't believe you would ask me that. Then why would you run away from the police? I freaked out. I was called down to the office and saw two officers waiting for me. I felt like I couldn't breathe, so I ran out of the school. I couldn't go in there. But Nia, you gotta know I would never hurt Ronnie. If you didn't do it, then turn yourself in. I'll go with you to the police station. But this doesn't look good. If you want to find justice for Ronnie, this is the way. You want me to just turn myself in? And trust that the police won't try to pin this on me? I was one of the last people with Ronnie. They think I did it. I want you to trust me. Running away isn't a good look. 
And you can't run forever. Kyrie remains still. They're both quiet. All right, I'll go down to the station. But you gotta come with me. Obviously. You know I'm here for you. That afternoon at the police station, Kyrie and Nia are seated in the waiting area. Kyrie hangs his head and taps his foot impatiently. Nia comforts Kyrie by caressing his back. A detective, young-looking with casual attire, approaches them. Kyrie? Yes? My officer just filled me in. Why would you run away? You know it's a real serious offense? I know, and, and I'm sorry. I panicked because I know you think I killed Ronnie, but I'm ready to answer any questions to prove my innocence. Nia grabs Kyrie's hand and squeezes it in support. I'm, I'm not sure how to tell you this, but we don't think you committed any crimes here but besides invading the police. We want to question you about your father. My dad? Why? Well, we found Ronnie's phone. And based on some text exchange between her and your father. My dad was texting Ronnie? About what? The detective goes silent. In that moment, Kyrie knew exactly what they would be talking about. Nia sat next to Kyrie, equally speechless as he. Thank you for listening. Visit us at www.talesofthetext.com and sign up for our email list to receive exclusive content. Subscribe on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.